Hey there, it's Amy. Welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. Today's title is called Weight Limit. And before you skip this one, I promise you this is not about resolutions <laughs> for the new year. I know it being January 1, we're probably all thinking, hey, everybody, that's like super easy. That's like my husband having to decide what he's going to preach on Christmas. Like kind of an easy one. But I promise this is not about New Year's resolutions. This one is most definitely about you. Well, I do have to start off with a disclaimer and apologize because I seem to have picked the noisiest time of the day to record this. I have a cat who is sleeping in a chair across the room and he is snoring. So I apologize if you can hear him. My husband is in his office uh, playing Call of Duty with his buddies and his brothers, I think. And so I've had to record this a couple of times because he's in the background yelling. <laughs> Apparently in victory. I don't know, whatever. And then I've got our dog who seems to think that it's time to do river dance across our tile floor. So I don't know what's going on, but here we go. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, October 31st of last year, I was helping to set up at our trunk or treat that our church hosts every single year. We've been doing this for, I think, 11 years now, maybe 12, and it has gone off without a hitch every year. It's wonderful. It's literally one of my most favorite outreaches that our church does. Um, the church, by the way, is the Father's House in Kerman, and so I think it's one of those really fun events that we get to put on for our community. You know, it's cool. We get to be the light. And so, yeah, I was, I was being the light. All right. Um, we were setting up and my niece asked me to go up the slide with her. And I was like, um, no, I'm okay. I'm busy. I'm setting some stuff up. And she was like, no. And she gave me puppy dog eyes and I couldn't help it. So I was like, all right, fine. So I climbed up, did not take my shoes off. That one's on me. hundred <laughs> percent my fault. I climbed up the slide we go down the slide. I'm thinking this is going to be really fast. Well, it was really fast. All right. It was really fast going down. And when I got to the bottom, my shoe kind of got caught on the side, snapped my ankle to the left. This was my left ankle. And I got a trimalleolar fracture. Basically that's three broken bones and a pulled tendon. So not fun. And then my husband had to call the ambulance because he's the one heading up the event. So he can't leave. And there's nobody else there at the time. And so he's like, all right, um, I'm going to call the ambulance. And I'm just laying there thinking, I regret every decision I've ever made in the last 30 seconds. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to call the ambulance. So the ambulance comes and I get a not so free ride to the hospital. And as I'm going, I'm dreading all of these things. Like I have all of these things going on in my head until, of course, they gave me pain medication. Then I was feeling fantastic about everything in life <laughs> until I get there and the pain medication wears off. Here comes the ER doctor. Hardly said three words to me. He comes in, starts poking around at my ankle. It is swollen like a softball. So disgusting. And the pain is like through the roof. And all I can think of is Brian Regan and I'm yelling, say eight. Um, if you've never heard of Brian Regan, you should look him up. He's an amazing comedian. Anyway, so I'm yelling like, oh my gosh, this is so much pain. And he's like, all right, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and just take care of some stuff here. And he literally, no joke, grabbed my ankle, pushed my foot flat against his kind of his stomach and set the bones in place. And I was like, 
all I can think of is the exorcist because I was literally like coming off of the bed, <laughs> crying so hard, tears are streaming into my ears. It was like the worst pain I've ever had literally in my whole entire life. And so then from there, I survive a week at home and then I've got surgery. So they do surgery. That goes wonderfully. Then they put the cast on. Okay, I've never had a cast like this before. In fact, I've never had a cast ever. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I had um, an arm sling once, I believe, when I was probably about six. I'm not even sure. Yeah, nothing prepared me for what happens when you have to wear a cast for two months. Also, nothing prepares you for being confined to a wheelchair. That is not fun stuff. Let me just tell you, you know, everybody who comes to the house, my uh, nephew, my brother, my daughter, my husband, everybody wants to sit in the wheelchair. They roll around the house like it's literally leisure time. I don't understand, but when you're stuck in it and you can't get up, it's not fun. Not even a little bit. And so I literally, I have run over, and I say literally because I really have. I have run over the dog's paws. I have run over the cat's tail. I have run over my own toes in this stupid wheelchair. It has not been the best time of my life, not not at all. And so this cast, I've been so frustrated because it's bulky. I can't wear regular pants. You can't take it off to scratch your leg. You can't take a shower right. Like everything is completely out of whack. Fast forward to last week. Oh, by the way, I went through Christmas and Thanksgiving with this stupid cast on my leg. <sighs> Anyways, so we go last week and they take the cast off, they cut it off, and I have like this instant relief sensation. Like it was so amazing. My foot was so light. I mean, I still couldn't really move it. It's still swollen. Um, the incision is on the left side, the outside of my ankle. And then I've got a few more little... They're going to be scars, dots, I guess, on the right side where the anchor bolt is. Never thought I'd be saying I have an anchor bolt in my ankle. Um, seems like they should call them ankle bolts. Anyway, <laughs> so they take me to x-rays. I get x-rays. The girl's like, you want to come see? And I look at it and I'm like, wow, this looks like something out of a Tim Burton movie. And they take me back in and the doctor is like, all right, let's take a look at everything. Tells me everything looks great. Yay. You'd think that I would be super excited because he's like, now we're going to put you in a boot, but you can't walk on it for two more weeks. Boo. No, that means more wheelchair. But honestly, I was scared to death. Part of me kind of wanted him to say, you know what? We're going to go ahead and put a smaller cast on and let it heal a little bit longer in its safe little wrapped up cast. But he didn't say that. He said, I'm going to put a boot on it. And the good news is you can take the boot off. The bad news is you can also take the boot off. <laughs> and I totally got what he meant. I can wear it during the day to protect it. I can take it off at night so that I can actually get a pretty good night's sleep, or so I thought. Well, the interesting thing about wearing a cast for two months and basically not worrying about what would bump into my leg is that I knew it was protected. I had come to rely on the hard outside of the cast to protect what I was so fearing being exposed. And 
oftentimes the way God works and speaks with me is that he gives me object lessons. Um, I would just like to say for the record, Lord, I could have totally done without this object lesson. And um, I'm sorry for whatever I did to have to earn this this way. <laughs> I don't want to do this again. I'm going to learn whatever the problem is. I want to learn it now. So the thing that kind of kept going through my mind is I'm sitting there sort of low-key terrified <laughs> that he is going to let me go home without an actual hard cast is the thought that it is so interesting the things that we become accustomed to that really bother us. Like, I liked that cast. When I look back, I kind of liked having that protection. I liked being able to go about my day and roll around the house. Oh, by the way, fun fact, I am not a very good wheelchair driver, rider, wheeler, <laughs> guider. I don't really know what the right term is, but... Pretty much we've determined every doorway in our house from about mm, two feet down. Yeah, they probably all need to be repainted again. <laughs> so I should apologize to my dad. He and my grandfather actually painted the entire of our home. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to need a little help with that one. So I kept thinking about how I just became used to and I started to actually rely on this cast the outer hard edge of it, um, the way that even though it was incredibly unstable, like I would try to stand up to uh, maybe balance to do dishes um, for a little bit. I would stand up at the counter and um, after a while, and, and if I had started to like, I don't know, teeter one way or the other and lost my balance and sort of tried to use the cast, you know, to just balance myself, not really put any weight on it. But Sometimes it made it more difficult <laughs> to stand because the bottom, if you've never had a cast, it's rounded and it's kind of clunky and it's thick and it's not flat. It's kind of lumpy at the bottom if when they wrap it up. I don't know if that's normal, but um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good foundation <laughs> to try to balance on. And the scripture out of Hebrews, which is uh, something that really, it, I don't know, it kind of just stuck out at me, I guess. It was Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, the first part of 2 anyways. Um, I'm going to be reading that out of the King James Version because there's a word in here that jumped out at me when I was reading through the different versions, and I think you might be able to pick up what it is too. So let's see. Wherefore, seeing we also are surrounded about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So the word that jumped out at me as I read the scripture was beset. And I thought I knew what it meant. And then I looked it up and I had it halfway right. I thought um, if you kind of put it together, the sin which so easily besets us, um, I was thinking of the movie Milan where they give them the weights and they tell them they have to carry the weights around and then she ends up using the weights to climb the pole. Uh, spoiler alert, if you have not seen that movie. Anyway, so I was thinking about the weights that she was carrying. But when I actually looked up the definition of the word, um, the three other definitions that came up underneath it were uh, to cover, to trouble, or to threaten persistently. So if you have never had to wear a cast, 
I am going to apologize now for the graphic nature of the way that my leg looks <laughs> when I describe it to you. Um, the muscle that I had built up in my leg, even from my thigh, even to my calf especially, it had kind of atrophied. So if you look at both calves now, because I can see both of them, um, the one on the left that had been in the cast is, um, to me, markedly <laughs> smaller. Um, there's like no tone <laughs> to my calf anymore. And I have cankles or cankle. <laughs> I just have one because <laughs> there's like no definition. It kind of goes from knee to top of swollen foot, um, all the way down. So it's kind of puffy. Uh, the skin was incredibly dry and scaly and disgusting. And I was not prepared for that. I was kind of prepared thinking, yeah, it's probably going to look a little bit ugly. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to look that ugly. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even want to look at it. Um, and of course I have my dear husband who's like, it's okay. It'll be fine. And I'm like, but your leg doesn't look like this. And it looks really disgusting. And I'm thinking all I can imagine is like, I don't know, dunking my foot in a five gallon bucket of lotion or coconut oil, <laughs> trying to do something to revive the mummified foot that I now have. Um, I'm thinking all those times that I went and got pedicures, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even let somebody who did pedicures touch my foot right now. It is so horrible. I look like I've got a normal foot on the right and a 900 year old mummy foot on the left. So disgusting. But that made me think of the word at the bottom of the definition for beset to threaten persistently. So as bad as it looked after eight weeks, I cannot imagine if he would have said, you know what, we're going to go ahead and put the cast on indefinitely. You just have to have it protected forever. So you need to carry this heavy cast. We're going to put this hardness around the wound and we're never going to let it see the light of day for the rest of your life. Can you imagine how my foot and leg would have been? How weak, how uh, dried up, shriveled, disgusting it would have turned into if it was something that was wrapped up indefinitely. That cast, the thing that I had relied on for the last eight weeks to keep my ankle safe um, from bumps and bruises and getting it knocked on things and running it over with the wheelchair, <laughs> if I would have just continued to keep that cast on, it would have threatened it persistently because it never would have had a chance to heal. And so when I read the scripture and God kind of just brought this whole thing full circle for me, I started thinking about how many things do we become accustomed to the weights of life that we choose instead of being excited when God's like, you know what, whatever that issue is, if it's pain, if it's fear, if it's doubt, if it's addiction, if it's self-loathing, if it's negative thoughts, if it's a negative outlook on life, whatever it might be, he says, I'll, I'll take care of it. Let me take the hardness away, kind of like God talks about that in the Bible. You know, we can have a hardness of heart towards God. And he's like, you know, I can soften your heart. You know what I had to do to soften the skin? I had to put ointment on it. 
I had to care for it. I had to take care of it. I can't just leave it in a sock or wear pants and hide it. I have to expose it. I have to expose it to water when I shower. I have to expose it to the air. And I have to put the ointment on it, something that's going to heal. And it's not going to be a quick fix. It's going to take probably weeks, if not a couple of months, just to get it back to normal. I told my husband, maybe by summer, it'll look a little bit normal. And in California, that's important because I wear flip-flops, although I have no idea what size my foot's going to be by the time it actually heals. But we have to let God get into the places that we don't want exposed. And instead of carrying the weight of the pain or the doubt or whatever it is that we carry around with us, if we allow God to take that weight, and the second half of the scripture says exactly what we need to be doing. We need to be looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. He wants us to cross the finish line and celebrate with him in his glory even more than we want to. Sometimes we get tired and bitter about life. And Jesus says, you know what? If you will just look to me, if you will just come to me and let me heal whatever it is that's broken, let me have that weight. The Bible tells us that his yoke is light. The weight that he gives us is light because he knows that we are such fragile human beings and that we can't handle the weight. Just like my ankle bones, when pulled too far, we will snap. And he doesn't want us to live like that. He wants us to live in victory, in freedom, with a sober mind and heart and spirit that leans on him no matter what. I hope that this year, as you look forward, that you would be encouraged, that you would be able to trust that God knows the limits of our humanity. I'll catch you next time. See you later.